You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello to all of you Seria Chronicles listeners. This is Patrick Kendrick just checking in with you to discuss all of the action from midweek. There was plenty going on from Inter and Napoli involved in the Champions League round of 16 first legs to Milan and Roma in their second legs of their UEFA Europa League playoffs. Plus, Atalanta also found out where they stood in the draw for the same competition. And there was a midweek rearranged match between Torino and Lazio, which should have been played in January, which was indeed scheduled a month and a day after it was initially slated. So let's try and go in chronological order and not miss anything, but we'll try not to be too long-winded either. We'll start with the game on Tuesday night, Inter against Atletico Madrid, in who have been so impressive domestically and indeed in Europe, albeit they did finish as runners-up in their Champions League group behind Real Sociedad, which is why they played their first leg at home, just like Lazio did a week prior, just as Napoli would do 24 hours later against Barcelona. Atletico Madrid were the opponents for the Nerazzurri, Diego Simeone coming back to a club where he had played many years before and he was also a former teammate of Simone Inzaghi and many were curious as to how Inter would fare against non-domestic opposition we've seen that they are a cut above in Serie A this season we got an inkling into the fact that they can compete with Europe's best last season albeit lest we forget much of their European knockout Uh, matches came against opposition that on paper you would expect them to beat. They played against both Porto and Benfica and they beat City rivals Milan in that all-City showdown that two-legged Champions League semi-final. When they came up against Manchester City, whilst they did compete on an almost even footing, ultimately it was glorious failure as runners-up. So it was interesting to see how Inter always playing on the front foot, scoring lots of goals domestically, not conceding many at all either in Serie A, would come up against an obstinate, stubborn Atletico Madrid side. And the first half was fairly even. Inter had the better opportunities, but Atletico 
fairly solid. Axel Witzel was re- very impressive playing as part of a defensive line. He who made his name really as a defensive midfielder. Jan Oblak impressed me with his handling as well. A lot of sort of flicked headers from the likes of uh, Lautaro Martinez, which the goalkeeper not only saved but also held, whereas perhaps some Serie A goalkeepers might have spilled them. There might have been a, a possible rebound there. But eventually the weight of chances told and it was bizarre. Marcus Turam ended the first half hobbling off with a hamstring injury. Marco Arnautovic came on for him and Arnautovic got into several goal-scoring positions. He spurned a lot of opportunities. You felt like it might not be his or Inter's night. He would eventually, however, take his opportunity after uh, Oblak's save from Lautaro Martinez allowed Arnautovic to finish on the follow-up. Great for him to finally get his first goal uh, at San Siro. Uh, not his first goal at San Siro because he'd scored uh, at San Siro in that 4-0 win against Salernitana. He'd scored in back-to-back matches uh, at San Siro. So nice to see him finally delivering on that potential promise. He is in the latter stages of his career, but he has unfinished business with Inter, having been part of the treble-winning side, um, albeit he said he was more of a fan than an actual uh, player. And he has come in for a lot of sticks, so it was nice to see him get a goal. Inter will, however, go away with some regrets that they didn't win the the game by more than that and didn't put the tie to bed already because Atletico Madrid are a different side at home and they will take some beating when the sides meet at the Vanda Metropolitana or Wanda Metropolitana. Mustn't get confused with uh, Vandanada as I am wont to do. So that was Inter underlining why they are such uh, strong favourites to win their 20th league title this season to claim a second star in Serie A but they will need another clean sheet and they've been very adept at keeping shutouts this season when they go to Madrid in fact they only need a draw so they could even get a score draw and they would prevail and move on to the quarterfinals of the Champions League still in the hunt for the quarterfinals of the Champions League much like Lazio who beat Bayern by a goal to nil are Napoli Italy's reigning champions who had that bizarre sequence of events with Francesco Calzona taking charge of the team almost on the eve of the game He had 48 hours to prepare for the visit of Xavi's Barcelona and went back to the 4-3-3. We saw Victor Osimhen playing again, which is a big boost for Napoli fans and all of his teammates as well. Osimhen, who's been in and out of the side between injury, suspension, his participation in the Africa Cup of Nations. And it was Osimhen who got Napoli's all-important goal, an equaliser after Robert Lewandowski had taken Barcelona's opener very well wasn't a vintage Napoli display. It was unlikely to ever be that. Calzona does have the benefit of having worked with Sarri, so that's a similar shape. Having worked with Spalletti, 4-3-3 as well, albeit... It's going to take him a bit of time to impose his mark on this side. We saw Stanislav Lobotka taking a more pivotal role. Lobotka, who plays under Calzona for the Slovakia national team, a job that he continues uh, to... Um, to do, quite simply, Calzone. He is uh, juggling his commitments with Slovakia and uh, Napoli. And I think you have to take this result as a positive for Napoli. It wasn't a win, but they're still in the tie. It will be very challenging to go to the Camp Nou and get a result. But this is a Napoli side that are after also runs rather in uh, in Serie A. They're really facing an uphill battle to make it back into the top four or top five, depending on what will be required to qualify for next season's Champions League. So all things considered, this was a positive result and Calzano will have a couple of weeks now to try and build on this result so that he can make Napoli competitive for the second leg away at Barcelona. It was always going to be a challenge for at least two, if not all, of these Italian sides involved in the round of 16 of the Champions League. Intra up against Atletico, Napoli 
Napoli against Barcelona and, and Lazio against Bayern. So I think two 1-0 wins for Lazio against Bayern, Inter against Atletico, plus a one all draw for Napoli against Barcelona. I think we probably would have taken that had it been offered to us, those of us that follow Italian teams in Europe. So it wasn't a win for Milan, but overall they got the job done in the two-legged tie. So that game kicked off in the early slot, then 15 minutes before Roma took on Feyenoord, it was the turn of uh, Torino against Lazio. Many of you might have even missed the fact that there was a rearranged match. This is one of four games which was postponed from round 21 in Serie A because of the EA Sports FC Super Cup. And it was uh, Torino against Lazio because the latter had taken part in said Super Cup in Saudi Arabia as the reigning runners-up in Serie A. Lazio on the back of a disappointing home defeat to Bologna. Torino hadn't lost at all in 2024, one of only three Italian teams to be able to boast that record, the other two uh, being league leaders Inter. Head to seriachronicles.com forward slash Patreon now and subscribe to the Chronicles Tifosi Patreon membership with a free seven-day trial. Get early access to every full-length episode and voice note before the rest of the world, plus all episodes are 100% ad-free. And you get bonus Patreon-only exclusive episodes, video episodes, and behind-the-scenes extras. Also, be sure to join the new chat community in the Patreon app and chat with fellow subscribers. Sports Social Podcast Network.